Hey, howdy-do, folks. This is Hawk here coming to you from Florida. If you hear that humming noise in the background, that's just my AC. And, you know, especially here in Florida, you know, AC is very, it's very essential, very crucial to have. And I definitely recommend it, especially if you're in the southern states. With that being said, I'm just chilling, relaxing. I'm in my uh, bedroom right now, just laying down. Well, I was trying to take a nap, but, you know, the lights are off, got the AC going, I'm chilling. It was trying to chill. Uh, But really quickly, you know, I just wanted to uh, talk about The Undertaker, and he just announced his retirement, you know, during the last episode of The Last Ride, which is a documentary on the WWE Network. I definitely recommend watching all five uh, parts of it. It is just really sweet. I loved it. And, you know, for The Undertaker, you know, uh, Mark Calloway just... An unbelievable talent in the ring. Uh, he has got to be the greatest. And I know there's so many out there. You know, you know, there's so many names and different uh, choices, if you will, to pick of who would be the greatest of all time. You know, there's Ric Flair. There's Bruno Sammartino. There's Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. There's Hulk Hogan. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And especially when I was a little child, Hulk Hogan was the man. He was the guy. And, you know, with me being, you know, 34, you know, I don't really remember, you know, the first couple of WrestleManias. I would have been too young. But uh, just like in, in the early 90s, you know, especially, you know, Hulk Hogan was the guy. But also in the early 90s, in fact, November of 1990, we saw the debut of The Undertaker. And, of course, um, you know, for anybody that knows, uh, you know, about his history, that before he was The Undertaker, uh, he was The Punisher, he was Mark Callis. And he took on other personas elsewhere, but once he got to the W, well, the, at the time, WWF, he became The Undertaker. And, you know, there's just so many great memories over the years with him. Uh, winning the WWF title over Hulk Hogan in 91 with him winning the title at WrestleMania 13 in my hometown of Chicago Uh, just I mean you know with him throwing Mick Foley off the top of Hell in a Cell uh, just you know the list just goes on and on and on and he was just able to adapt and change his character and stay uh, stay fresh and I don't know about too many people that would have been able to do that uh, I really believe, and I strongly believe in my heart of hearts, that if anybody else, you know, betrayed The Undertaker, I think the second best choice, whoever that could have been, who else, or excuse me, I'm sorry folks, I, let's see, I lost my train of thought there for a second, okay, now, whoever, you know, would have been, you know, next in line to be The Undertaker, you know, the second best choice, And I guess we'll never really know for sure on this one. But I have a feeling that character may have lasted, I'm just taking a wild guess, maybe three or four years tops. But Mark Calloway, he took something, he took this idea and this conception of The Undertaker. And he brought it to life, he made it seem real and you know I 
have been told by my coach, you know, like during training, you know, for wrestling that he said, you know, it's make believe, but make it believable. And I don't think anybody else has ever been able to do that better than The Undertaker. I mean, there's a reason why he's lasted 30 years. Because he knows how to stay fresh. He knows, you know, how to stay on top. And he just, he's pushed himself so hard. So, I mean, he went from being uh, the dead man to the American badass to big evil back to the dead man and just at this past Wrestlemania there was like a combination of the Undertaker the American Badass and Mark Calloway which you know he referred to as the unholy trinity but I I can honestly tell you right now it is it is so going to take some getting used to you know to understand and realize that the Undertaker is now retired because he had been in the WWF slash WWE since I was a four-year-old and I'm 34 now. So basically almost my entire life, he has been on the roster, the active roster. And it's very mind boggling because it's, it's, it's just like one of those things that, you know, that, you know, just something that's always been there your entire life. And it just seems like the longer it goes, the harder it's going to be uh, to let go. And selfishly, as a fan, I wanted to stick around. I still want to see more. I want to see more of The Undertaker. I want to see him take on more people. Uh, you know, like having like new matchups. But I also understand he is a human being. You know, he's, and I say this respectfully. Uh, he's had a lot of injuries. You know, he's been doing this for basically his entire adult life. He has given us so much of his time, his health. He's uh, g- uh, given up time to be with family and friends. I'm sure he's missed out on all kinds of birthdays, anniversaries, graduations, you name it. He's probably missed it. Uh so, if he wants to retire and just ride off into the sunset, you know, he's more than deserving of that. And who are we to say that, no, you shouldn't retire? Or even if you should retire? You know, that's not for us to say. So, uh, man, I, yeah, that's, that's really going to be something, you know, with him being done. Like, he's already had his last match. Uh, you know, th- this is going to be uh, kind of funny, maybe, but I can remember when Michael Jordan was uh, was eligible, you know, the first year for the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame, and I remember watching Sports Center, and if I remember correctly, uh, the late Stuart Scott, I think, was joking around with one of his uh, co-anchors, and he was saying something like, "Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure he he'll be voted in," or which. Obviously, he's just joking because, of course, he's going to get voted in. You know, it's Michael Jordan, you know, the greatest of all time, which I, I refuse to use that acronym GOAT. I just, I, I don't like saying that for some reason. I'm old school, folks. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm, you know, being a stick in the mud or, or however you want to put it. But, yeah, of course, Michael Jordan's going to go in. Why wouldn't he? I mean, he's the greatest to ever step on the court, right? 
And I think the same goes with The Undertaker. Of course he's going to be in. And I say he's going to be headlining Wrestle... Or, uh, excuse me. You see, I'm so used to saying, you know, The Undertaker's going to headline WrestleMania. That's, I mean, he's just so a part of WrestleMania. Just, you know, how can you not say Undertaker and WrestleMania in the same sentence? But anyway, I meant to say... Of course he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. In fact, I believe he's going to headline the Hall of Fame next year. I mean, there's no way he's not going to, in my opinion. So, um, I mean, I I could go on and on about all the different memories that he has created. Uh, And I'm not just saying this. I've been saying this for years. My favorite match that I have ever watched... Is Undertaker versus Edge for the World Heavyweight Title at WrestleMania 24? That to this day is still my favorite match. It just seemed like every single move both guys made, it was smooth. It wasn't wasted. It just it was just so good. And of course, you know the uh, next year, you know the Undertaker had another classic with Shawn Michaels, and even the year after that, but. Without any shadow of a doubt, that is still my favorite match. Like Undertaker and Edge. Unbelievable. And for that match to go on last, if it would not have gone on last, I think that would have been the biggest travesty ever. I mean, that would have been unbelievably uh, heartbreaking. And, uh, yeah, like I say, I mean... I mean, yeah, he's he's still alive and well, Mark Calloway, but you just in terms of his character and being in the ring, that's done. Never say never. You know, that's what they say in, in the wrestling business. Never say never. Maybe he will come back at some point, but it really sounds like he's already had his last match. And, man, what a career he's had. I just, I can't think of a guy that, or gal, that uh, deserves as much credit as him at, at this point. I just, I can't think of anyone else. Uh, you know, he's just been the, the leader of the locker room and just, I mean, he's just been the constant. He's been the measuring bar, the standard of the business, and not just in WWE, but the entire business. To me, he is somebody you would model yourself to be like if you were to go into that line of work. So, I mean, I heard he was even the judge for uh, <laughs> for a wrestler's court. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, basically, for anyone that doesn't know, like wrestler's court was basically when you know the wrestlers would get together. Somebody did something like not cool, I guess, or or however you put it, and and he would be the judge. And. A lot of people would go to The Undertaker for advice. And I even think uh, Chris Jericho, you know, even though he was very well established in his career, I think it was for WrestleMania 27. No, no, no. It was uh, 29. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was the one in in New York. Yeah. Uh, Jericho was told that he was supposed to do the honors for Fandango, that Fandango was supposed to go over. Uh, in, in the match with uh, Jericho. And so, you know, Chris Jericho didn't really like that idea, and The Undertaker basically told him, you know, if they want you to do the job, then do the job. 
you know, they, yeah, he was just trying to say, if they want you to do the honors for Fundago, then, then do that, you know, and he, he always seemed to have the right answer from what I've heard. I mean, I, I don't know him personally, but he definitely sounded like somebody who really, that you would want to go to for help. Like, if you maybe had a question about your character, about a move, you know, something like that, he was definitely the guy to go to, without a doubt. Uh, I'm telling you, I mean, I've heard all kinds of stories about him. Uh, like, he, he would put, like, a... I'm probably not even saying the word right. I feel a little embarrassed, but I think he put, like, a flap jacket, like, around his his ribs. I think he had broken ribs, and he put that flat jacket on, it, you know, and went out to the ring and wrestled. I mean, he even had that Hell in a Cell match with Mick Foley in 98 with a fractured ankle. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of different stories like that, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if too many other people would be able to do that. I mean... I think with all the, you know, you know, with all the chaos and everything going on with that match, you know, with Mick Foley basically going off the roof not once but twice, I don't think anybody would have even noticed that The Undertaker had a fractured ankle. But I think more than that, I don't think the, I, I don't think anybody would have known he would have had a fractured ankle because The Undertaker wouldn't have allowed uh, anybody to, to notice it. That he was good at just working through the pain and not showing it, not showing that he had a fractured ankle. I mean, I mean, geez, you know, I cry if I get like a bruised rib. <laughs> I mean, that that is toughness right there, folks. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, I I really don't know what else to say, but uh, just what an unbelievable career he's had. Always dependable, always reliable just solid and it's definitely going to like I say take some getting used to for sure because he had always been there ever since I was I, I was a little child I mean he entered the WWE when I was just about to start preschool I think and here I am I'm almost uh, in my mid-30s so it's definitely going to take some getting used to, you know, that's for sure. Uh, but I definitely wish him the best in his retirement. Uh, you know, the uh, Boneyard match, you know, that was just off the, off the charts. That was really, really good. You know, that, you know with uh, AJ Styles, awesome. Great stuff. And... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely want to do, like, like a part two to this, you know, and I'm sorry for my pausing and all that. It's just, uh, you know, it's just been a, a pretty busy day, hectic day. You know, I'm definitely feeling it. But I just want to get on here and just chime in about The Undertaker and just my thoughts and everything. So just an unbelievable guy from what I've heard. Hopefully one day I'll get to meet him, you know. <laughs> I hope, you know, you, you never know. You never know. Uh, wow. All right. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and rest a little bit more. You know, I've been running heavy for a couple weeks, been getting up at 5 in the morning every day, you know, lately. So I'm going to just kick back, relax. And um, 
I well, you know, I guess before I go, I do want to mention that I did get my, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, my motorcycle endorsement. I'm going in on Monday, you know, to the DMV to get it added to my license. I had to make an appointment because of all the COVID thing stuff, you know. They have to have an appointment now. They don't want that many people there. That's all good and well with me. You know, whatever it takes to try to stay safe and stay healthy. And that's something that I wish for all of you. Stay safe, stay healthy. There's still a lot of cases out there being reported of this nasty stuff. So definitely, please, take care of yourselves, each other. And I definitely hope to catch you down the road. I will do a part two of, you know, The Undertaker. Uh, I want to go a little bit more, but you know what? I got to catch some rest, man. It's been a long day. I was out in the heat a little bit working on my car. So, yeah. Alrighty, this is Jeff coming to you. Or Hawk. Nah, I'll go by either one, Jeff Hawk. Doesn't matter. Coming to you from Florida. See you later. Catch you down the road.